This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 4230, for Friday the 18th of October 2024. Today's show is entitled, Playing Civilization 4 Part 2. It is part of the series Computer Strategy Games. It is hosted by Ahukad and is about 12 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, we continue our look at the mechanics of this game, Hello, this is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in our ongoing series on computer strategy games. And uh, we're going to continue with our look at Civilization IV. Uh, and what I want to do first is to talk about build cues. Because um, the, the interface for the build system in Civ IV is a little different. Uh, when your city is finished building something, it could be units, buildings, wonders, or whatever, and there is nothing being worked on, a pop-up screen will give you a chance to select the next build item. Now that's handy, but what it won't do is let you set up a build queue to construct several things in order. To do this, you need to select Examine City at the top of this pop-up window, which opens the city screen. Uh, you can also open this at any time by double-clicking the banner with the city name. In here, what you will see is small icons representing the things you can build. And by clicking on these icons, you can set up a queue, which you can see on the bottom left of the screen. If you simply click an icon, it becomes the current build item at the top of the queue. But if you shift-click, you add items to the queue consecutively. For example, I might want to set up a new city for which I need a settler. But I want to have a military unit along to protect the settler. So I could first click on, for example, a warrior, and then shift-click on a settler. And for good measure, shift-click again for a worker that I can use to build a road to the new city, and which will then develop the tiles. Now another nice trick is to alt-click on a unit. Uh, that will tell a city to just keep producing that unit over and over until you stop it by going into the city screen and replace it with something else. Uh, this is a big time saver if you are embarking on a war and just want to keep the units coming. And if you already have a queue in place and need to add something at the top, control-click will insert that at the top of the queue. Now, in the early game, it's fine to just select the next item from the pop-up window, but as you get more cities and things get busier, it really becomes more efficient to use the examine city option and populate your queue. But then there are times you need to make a quick change, such as if another player declares war on you and you need to switch to producing military units. In that case, opening your domestic advisor screen using the icon that looks like a house on the upper right, will show each of your cities and what they are currently producing. In addition, you can see how much production capability each city has, uh, seen as the number of hammers, so that you can go to the most productive cities and have them crank out the emergency units. Now, next topic we want to look at here is research and technology and 
how you advance through the technology tree. Right. That's the other choice you're going to be faced with right away. When you set up your first city, two things you got to decide. What will the city produce and what will you start researching? And then it just continues through the game. Um, now, you can only research one technology at a time. So, you know, decisions have to be taken. You start by looking at your land. If you see animals like sheep, pigs, or cows... Well, animal husbandry is the tech that allow you to build pastures so you can exploit the resource and help your city grow. Also, animal husbandry is required to reveal horses on the map. And you'll want to build a pasture for your horse resources so that you can build chariots and mounted military units. And speaking of military, an early tech most experienced players will get as soon as they can is archery which gives you a military advantage over any player that doesn't have it yet. Or, if another player has it, you'll want to get it to preserve the balance of power. Another important early tech is mining. Many of the players start with a knowledge of mining, but if not, you'll have to research it yourself. And if you have bananas, dyes, incense, silk, spices, or sugar, you need to research the calendar in order to build plantations to exploit the resource. Why the calendar? I, you know, they needed to tie it to something, I guess. It doesn't make a great deal of sense, but that's the way it is. So, in other words, you, you want to survey the area to decide what it is that you're going to be most useful researching. Then you need to consider your neighbors. If they are nearby, there will be fighting, and you need to be prepared. Horses for chariots and mounted units, of course. But to get swordsmen, the first really serious military unit, you have to research ironworking. Now, in Civ Four, you generally won't be attacked too early, but you do need to build up your strength, because weakness invites attacks. And if you can only research one thing at a time, you can see how you'll be torn between the choices. But that's the whole point of the game, is to force you to make choices and find a, a path through all of this stuff. Now, research is the main way you get technologies and advance through the tree, but there is another way, and that is to trade with other players. The ability to trade technology advances is unlocked when you discover alphabet which is a fairly early tech, so you, you can get there pretty quickly. And you should trade as often as you can to build your list of available technologies. Yes, trading techs means the other guy is also building his list of techs, but the way you look at it is if you don't trade for his tech, he'll just use it to trade with other players and you'll be the one that gets left behind. The best thing, if you can pull it off, is to obtain a, t a tech either through research or by trade and immediately try to trade it to every other player for techs they have. Now, I would argue that even if your tech is more valuable, trading it still makes sense for two reasons. First, if your valuable tech is traded multiple times, you are in essence trading it for three to four other techs. Even if they're not as valuable individually, collectively it's a bargain for you. Secondly, the way the tech tree works, 
A lesser tech you may have bypassed will probably be a required prerequisite for some other tech you will soon want. And getting it through trade saves you from having to invest your science resources to research it yourself and waste those turns. A good demonstration of why this works is that the programmers of the game program the AI players to trade like crazy with each other. And so should you. Now, sometimes you know you want to get to a tech that is further up the tree, and it will have prerequisites. Uh, you can go to your science uh, advisor. Now, that is the icon of a beaker in the upper right. Or, if you have just finished a tech and need to choose, you can also select Show Me the Big Picture. Either way, you will have the tech tree laid out for your inspection. Find the tech you are desiring, click on it, and the game will automatically research all of the technologies needed for the one you want, creating, in essence, a research queue. Also, when on this screen, you can mouse over the techs and see what they open up for you. Generally, techs can open up new units, new terrain improvements, new buildings, even new wonders. They can also open up new civics you can take advantage of. So, spending some time on the screen can pay off in guiding your research strategy. Now, I want to talk for our last topic in this episode is about wonders and projects. Now, every Civ game has wonders in it. And as that goes back to the very first and continues all the way through to the current, which as I do this, is Civ 6. We're, we're all waiting for Civ 7, but uh, I don't know anything more than that. Uh, so, um, wonders. You've got two kinds in Civ 4. This is one of the interesting things. Um, you know, there, there are changes from game to game. So, great wonders are wonders that can only be built once per game which makes them the same as wonders in every previous Civ version. But in Civ 4, you now have national wonders, which can be built once by each player. So you will always have a chance to build these, subject to, of course, the prerequisites, and can never be beaten by an, uh, to it by another player, the way the great wonders are. Now, one way these are distinguished is that Great Wonders are mainly available as soon as you research a key tech. So, as soon as you research electricity, you can build Broadway. Or as soon as you research assembly line, you can build the Pentagon. Uh, National Wonders, on the other hand, can also require merely discovering a technology but some of them also tend to become available when your civilization reaches a certain level of development. For example, once you have researched drama and have built six theaters, you can now build the Globe Theater. But the key is that each player in the game can build their own Globe Theater, if they wish, once they've met the requirements. There are also two kinds of projects, similar to the Wonders. World projects can only be done once per game, and there's two of them, the Internet and the Manhattan Project. So once they've been built by any one player, no one else can build them. 
And with the effects of the Manhattan Project applying to every player as well. Once the Manhattan Project has been built, every player is now able to build nuclear weapons and build bomb shelters. Now, I, I have frequently been in games where I deliberately avoid doing this project, even though I met the requirements, just because I didn't want to deal with nukes from the other players. And there are national projects as well. Um, SDI, which stands for Strategic Defense Initiative, and the Apollo program. Now, the SDI project gives you a 75% chance of stopping nukes from other players. Then the Apollo program is essential for a science victory, since this is the requirement for building the spaceship parts you need to send your ship and claim victory. So, this is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio, signing off and as always encouraging you to support free software. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.